0: their own policy related to masks uh, and uh, and public health. Uh, I have a variety of things that I want to ask the supervisors. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, And I think there will be some news this morning as well. Some more uh, some maybe some more definitive uh, clues at what we're going to be looking at the next 48 hours here in Pima County. Ramon Valadez, welcome on the air. How are you?
1: Zach, uh, thank you uh, for letting me be on the air and uh, answer some questions. Uh, I'm doing well.
0: Hope you're doing well as well. Doing well, and uh, and I, I appreciate your time. Let's start with this, Supervisor. Were you uh, surprised by the governor's surprise uh, direction yesterday, or were, did you expect him to come out and say what he did related to... Um, talking about the seriousness of what we're seeing around the state and, and letting local municipalities have a little bit more leeway in their public health requirements.
1: No, I think, I think like the rest of Arizona, we didn't have any idea what he was going to say. Um, we, uh, obviously he scheduled the press conference at the beginning of the day and, uh, and we were just as surprised as anybody else in Arizona. Uh, grateful certainly that he gave us the authority to act. Um, obviously, Supervisor Bronson and I co-signed a letter with the Arizona Border Counties Coalition, which is uh, ourselves uh, Yuma, Santa Cruz, and Cochise, along with two of the mayors in the respective uh, border communities, asking him for this authority. As uh, as uh, your listeners may or may not know, Santa Cruz is as, uh, is is uh, seeing a, a huge increase in. In COVID nineteen uh, positives, uh, as are a lot of uh, Arizona. To be honest,
0: yeah, and it, it, there's a couple of counties. I think Santa Cruz being one. Yuma might be the other. I can't remember. There was four that he highlighted. Uh, Pima County, I don't believe, was one of them. Uh, Maricopa is exploding, been exploding in terms of cases. And I want to ask you about um, a couple of other data points on this that help define policy. Pima County has had an upward trajectory, but it does seem slower uh, than many counties in Arizona. Do you agree with that, or would you push back?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I uh, Obviously, my job is to worry about Pima County first. Uh, And so I will tell you that what I'm seeing in terms of COVID-19 positives, in terms of hospitalizations, and in terms of utilization of ICU beds, uh, is worrisome. Uh, It is higher than we've ever had it uh, related to COVID-19. We are reaching a point where we... Uh, need to start looking at expanded and surge capacity, um, so that uh, we actually, and that's why we asked the the governor for the authority to do so. But we're preparing to do it regardless of of what he did yesterday.
0: Yeah, and that's a great segue to uh, what I think might be the most confirmation um, uh, from uh, from you specifically, uh, Supervisor Valadez, because I think we we know that Mayor Romero in Tucson has been planning to. I think it was guessed. Um, that the county would you called a an emergency meeting for tomorrow Friday at 3 p.m. Uh, almost immediately after Governor Ducey's press conference ended. Uh, are are you, uh, do you do you do are you going to push for a required mask uh, ordinance in Pima County, Supervisor Valadez? Yes, I am. Uh, and, and and do you expect that uh, to pass at this time, or do you do you, is there consensus?
1: Uh, I, I actually can't uh, know if there's consensus that would be a violation of open meeting laws i suspect there are at least 3 votes uh on the board uh obviously including my i know one vote that would be myself
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough i asked the questions and and you answered and i'm glad we didn't violate open meeting law on the air uh there's so much to talk about and we've got the time supervisor uh, supervisor valadez and as always i thank you for coming on uh, and and answering and answering these questions i think one of the One of the concerns is how is this going to be enforced? I know that the county is working with its legal team right now. Um, I don't know if you can shed any light on that. But at both the city and county level, the question I've heard is, yeah, but what does that enforcement look like? Is it is it is it a good PSA gesture and nothing more or is there going to be, you know, legal uh, repercussions behind uh, not wearing masks out in public?
1: Right. No, and that's a great question. Uh, part of the reason we were actually looking before uh, the governor uh, gave us the authority yesterday is really we have authority uh, as the public health entity for our region in terms of public health issues everywhere in Pima County, and all, the, including the incorporated areas. Uh, so that's why we were looking uh, at it already. Uh, and so of, that's a wonderful question. If you take a look at uh the uh the executive order the governor signed yesterday uh he is very clear that the first instance should be for education and making sure to give a, a, a somebody who is not wearing a face mask the opportunity to correct that um, but he also directs that all. And I, and let me let me quote the executive order: all law enforcement and regulatory agents, the agencies that have enforcement authority under existing law, should now, well obviously should focus first on educating and working to promote best practices and giving them an opportunity to comply first. Um, but obviously, he has uh, he has given authority through his executive order um, not only for law enforcement but all regulatory agencies to 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 enforce uh, these provisions as well. To be clearer, right now, we are looking at it uh, f- uh, with our, our legal team to see where we're going to take it in terms of beyond uh, just the education. I don't have an answer for that uh, right now. Uh, we will obviously have one
0: tomorrow. Sure, sure. Uh, and, you know, you and I scheduled this interview before Governor Ducey's press conference. And so I know there's a lot that we're uh, I think we're both trying to figure out together. And I know you're not necessarily at liberty to even expound upon. But would this be an all times, all places, if you had to guess? In other words, is this going to be the cyclist on the loop? Or is it just restaurants, retail, business, places where there isn't the opportunity to be further than than six feet. Do you have any indication of what this looks like, uh, kind of in real life? Uh, not
1: at this point. We're we're looking at all of those questions right now and trying to answer them uh, so that we can establish a best practice. Uh, simply put, uh, because obviously, uh, I mean, th- think about this in terms of, of law enforcement as well. If if you're uh, a law enforcement officer, and in our case, a sheriff's deputy, that's out uh, in the middle of uh, of, uh, of a county road. Um, and you have to go and uh, actually chase the suspect down or do something that you have to go hands-on, you have to be very careful in, in requiring them to do it then as well, simply because obviously it can then be used uh, as a tool to, uh, to shield their eyes if they have to go uh, in a hand-to-hand combat uh, kind of situation or, or frankly will inhibit their ability to, to perform athletically.
0: We're on the line with Supervisor Ramon Valadez. He's the chair of the Pima County Board of Supervisors. We are reacting to the governor's press conference yesterday where, um, as the Daily Star wrote it, and I couldn't have said it better, an abrupt Uh, about-face. I didn't see this coming. Many people didn't. Governor Doug Ducey, quote, agreed Wednesday to give city, town, and county officials the power to enact and enforce requirements for people to wear masks. Uh, We're going to go to our first break of the hour. When we come back, Supervisor Valadez will be on the line. Uh, I want to talk about uh, some thoughts around the impact uh, on on business and retail, uh, and then also the the enforcement of it. I have a quick question on that. Uh, And Governor Doug Ducey seemed to, to... uh, be more interested than he ever has been uh, in enforcing regulations and penalties on, as he called it, bad actors yesterday. I want to get your thoughts on that, Supervisor Valdez. We'll be right back after just a minute, Tucson. You're on 1030 The Voice. Don't go anywhere. Tucson, welcome on back into the 1030 The Voice studio. This is Tipping Point. I'm your host, Zach Yen. so we're on the line for the bottom of the hour with Pima County Board of Supervisors Chair Ramon Valadez, uh, and getting, I think the first, uh, the first non-written word uh, from the uh, county side about the response to Governor Ducey's press conference, right here on Tipping Point on 10:30 The Voice. Uh, thank you, Ramon Valadez, for being on the air. Uh, we, as we shared last segment, the county is going to push for a mask ordinance uh, tomorrow, Friday, at the emergency meeting. That was a clear one-word. Yes, from the supervisor. Enforcement, not yet clear. Uh, Supervisor Valadez, one local jurisdiction within Pima County has said already they will not uh, require masks. Um, The counties and cities have pushed for local control from the governor. Um, What about local control being asked by cities within the county? This will be an overarching um, ordinance. Uh, what about when a local jurisdiction within the county doesn't want to do it, Ramon?
1: Um, well, certainly, uh, we are. Uh, here's here's the, the 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 response to that. Um, we are doing it as the public health entity for our region. So when we adopt, um, obviously, uh, assuming we adopt it tomorrow afternoon, it does apply to all of Pima County. So it's going to apply uh, to everyone.
0: Yeah, and and, and I, I guess the response then is, you know, why local jurisdictions may not have the local control within the county that the county requested of the state is that you see your role as a county, as the Board of Supervisors, as being the public health uh, protector in, in the region. Is that is that correct?
1: Well, it's not us. Uh, state law sees us as <laughs> the public health entity for the region. That's state law.
0: Got it. One of the uh, let's let's go to our phone lines, Ramon. I think we have a call on the line, and then I have a couple other questions for you. And again, thankful for uh, kind of your real time reaction to yesterday's surprise press conference. We have Eric on line three. Eric, you're on with Supervisor Valdez. Go ahead.
1: Um, well, thank you, Supervisor Valdez, This question was basically: Are there going to be exemptions to your mask order, considering that? Many of the workers in Tucson work outdoors in 105, 110 degree heat, and masks can actually be prohibitive to their health, um, because public is a wide range of definition, and I was hoping there would be some type of exemptions, because putting people at risk and not considering their jobs would uh, be problematic. Right. Uh, thank Eric, you. Thank, you for, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, part of what we're doing is, uh, is the same, uh, the same uh, uh, point that we were making when we were talking about sheriff's deputies out in the open, separated from each other. Yes, there, there's going to be that ability to be able to be not be wearing masks because obviously you're outdoors and you're separated. Um, so there's, there's going to be uh, some of that leeway built into that as well.
0: So yes, absolutely, Eric. Thank you, Eric, for your question. Uh, I want to I I, I might have one more question related to to the county, but as as the county, uh, I was interested yesterday to hear Governor Ducey say that he will enforce more of the existing regulations. Uh, I think in his words, he said uh, he's always talked about, you know, the 90 percent of businesses doing it right. And he seemed to make an about face on that, too, yesterday. Um, If you watched where he said, I haven't talked basically about the bad actors enough. There's some people that are really taking advantage of the system uh, and there needs to be more strict regulations and enforcement. Uh, the county just went through uh, a process um, where uh, there was some additional enforcement and regulation um, that was considered at the county level that was pulled back quite a bit. What do you make of all this? What does the governor mean, as you're aware now? of what enforcement looks like for businesses that um, are not following some of the guidelines and, and rules so far.
1: Right, and, and Zach, let me take that a, a step backwards a little bit before we get into the what's it mean. The reason why the, I believe the governor uh, took a step back um, is we look at uh, a lot of uh, these uh, statistics and information that we're getting uh, on, uh, on a weekly basis, simply because it's, it's a more accurate way of, of looking at it. Okay, we're in week 25 this week. Of, think of it as uh, little, the 25th week of the calendar year, okay? When we were uh, uh, enforced in the stay-at-home order, the last week was week 21, okay? We saw 263 positive cases uh, of COVID-19 in Pima County. Uh, or, excuse me, uh, and that was two weeks prior to that, to the week 21. If you look at week 22, it jumped up to 499 Week 23 was 729. Week 24, right now, I can't give you the exact figure because simply uh, there's a delay between when the test is taken and when the results are, are, uh, are acquired. Uh, and so we don't have an accurate figure usually for, for at least a week uh, on the previous week. So as you can tell, it, it, the slope is considerably higher. Now you asked me why it is that the governor did an about phase. Because he's looking at these figures statewide. He's looking at the capacity of uh, med surge beds, ICU beds, ventilator, uh, how many ventilators we have available, uh, and simply put. Uh, Right now, uh, we have a number of medical studies, a lot of which will be included in the uh, background material in tomorrow's board meeting, that basically um, are very clear in stating that if 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 two people are are around each other and they're both wearing masks, it drastically, drastically cuts down on the transmission of COVID-19. At the last board meeting, I had a colleague who was insisting that he shouldn't have to wear a mask on the dais. Uh, and uh, all three doctors, Dr. Garcia, uh, Dr. Cullen, and Dr. England, were trying to make it very clear that you drastically cut down on that transmission. Obviously, everybody has to be wearing those masks. Uh, obviously, when I wear a mask, I don't like wearing a mask. It's not comfortable. But I, when I do it, I'm protecting others for me. Others should do the same for, for each other as well.
0: Uh, Supervisor Valadez, I've you know one of the uh, one of the things that I've talked about on the air is how I feel like the data that we talk about is very centered on one data point, and that's the cases. Uh, when you look at hospital bed capacity, when you look at ventilator capacity, uh, when you look at who is getting sick and who is getting hit the hardest um, with this, we're seeing some slight uptick, um, but we're still seeing a 97% recovery rate. Um, are there other data points that the County is looking at? Cause I only ever hear about cases, but there's about eight different data points that bring a whole lot of nuance that I think does define policy, um, on, on this. The governor's graphs were pretty clear. We are seeing a slight uptick, but things have been the same except for cases since day one on this. Does that, does that inform your thinking on any of this?
1: Oh, uh, I'll tell you what—that's a fantastic question, and thank you for asking it. Um, part. Uh, let me start. Uh, that's a multi-pronged answer. But first of all, uh, obviously, we've had a, a, a considerable increase in the testing in Pima County and throughout the state. Um, So one of the questions that we had uh, our staff put together is give us an analysis of whether or not the amount of positive COVID-19 tests can be tied directly, mathematically and statistically to the increase in uh, the availability of testing. And the answer that came back to us was that the amount of COVID-19 positive cases were statistically greater than they should have been based on the increase in the testing. So that's step number one, and you're absolutely right. It's not the only factor we look at. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the factors that, that uh, are the ones that really are, are the ones that, that cause us some, some concern is you start off with the amount of hospitalizations. Uh, for COVID-19-related cases. Uh, remember I talked about uh, week 20 and 21? Obviously, we were looking at about 33 hospitalizations. It just, on week 21, it jumped to 42. This following week, it was 20, uh, 42. And these are new cases every week, by the way. In week 23, it jumped to 57. So we're seeing an increase in the hospitalizations. Obviously, we don't have week 24 until uh, sometime next week. Uh, we're looking, uh, we look at COVID-like uh, uh, symptoms and pneumonia analysis. Then we obviously look at ICU beds, uh, med surge beds, and that kind of capacity. Uh, so it is not the only driver. It is, it is something, obviously, uh, what we're seeing is, that the grade- uh, the age category with the greatest increase uh, in the COVID-19 are between 20 and 44. Uh, we're doing some more greater and now- demographic analysis to, to to kind of figure out a little bit more about that. Obviously that age group without a comorbidity comorbid- uh, factor which is the CDC factors that that add to the the likelihood that uh, the COVID-19 infection can be mortal. Um, it, it tends not to be uh, deadly but remember even if you're within that age category, uh, if you've got a relative, a mom, a dad, an uncle, an aunt, a grandparent who falls within that, the, the vulnerable group of 65 and above or has a comorbidity, you need to be careful when you're around them um, because even though you may be asymptomatic or symptomatic and not deadly, um, they're still that risk and you have to be very, very careful with that. This is a very, very contagious disease.
0: Supervisor Valadez, that brings us to time for our conversation. Thank you uh, for uh, uh, thank you for answering the questions that we talked about today. Uh, a lot will become more clear at three o'clock tomorrow, Friday, the emergency session that you called yesterday. Um, afternoon. Again, if you're just tuning in with us, Supervisor Valadez said that he will be pushing for a mask ordinance at that meeting. Enforcement is being figured out um, right now, and it will apply to the entire county and all jurisdictions within it. Supervisor Valadez will catch up uh, after Friday and uh, maybe have you on uh, to, to discuss the aftermath of that. Thanks for uh, coming on the air with us and stay safe and stay healthy. You too, second. Thank you so much. Yes. If you're on the line with us and want to hang in there over a short uh, break here at the bottom of the hour uh, for news and commercials, uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the third segment together. So hang in there or give us a call back. Thanks for listening. 1030 The Voice. We'll be right back on Tipping Point.